Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Today we're going to deep dive into some sports again, man. Let's go into... Uh, college football today, guys. It's so with the upcoming draft next week. I want to dive into the wide receiver position. Um, it's a really deep wide, wide out class this year. Um, yeah, you know, so I want to take a look into two different wide receivers. So if you're the GM for a team and you got Jerry Judy on the board from Alabama, you got CD Lamb from Oklahoma, who do you pick? These two guys are slated as the number one and number two wide receivers in the country this year. Um, that are entering the draft, not in all of college football. That's a whole other story, but, but the number one and number two wide receiver entering the draft this year. So who do you pick, guys? So on a side note, guys, I have a Nino's Corner Sports uh, company, um, which I am a consultant for a sports agency, and I give different data and different metrics to the said sports agency so that they can pick clients. And so I have an NCN, which is a Nino's Corner number, and it's based on a on a scale. So basically, the higher the number, the better the player is. But it's like a actual quarterback rating for skill position. So I do this for running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. And so my NCN, once you guys hear that, the NCN is the Nino's Corner number. So like I say, think of a QBR for skill positions. So when I deep dive into these numbers, guys, let's take a look. Jerry Judy, all right? Jerry Judy... Uh, he had an NCN, a Nino's corner number. This is all numbers pre-bowl game. I didn't do the bowl game. He had a 66.45 uh, BSN college, right? And then his his BSN uh, NFL uh, scores is 60.34. So I have two different numbers, guys, because um, the college game, I rate the uh, the actual explosive plays for the college game is plays of 15 yards or more in the pro game. It's going to be 20 yards or more. Right. So this goes to show you the different metrics when it comes to me uh, ranking these players. So it's like eight different categories that I rank them into. And, I, and it, it's like a complicated formula that is basically taking me around six to eight months to get right. But his college stats this past year, he had a 66.45 BSN college, which isn't a bad score. It's, um, it's not the greatest, but it's not a bad score. You know, so it would put him, if I look at the previous, uh, uh, let's say, NFL rankings, you would look at him as being around the 15th or 16th best, uh, let's say, wide out in the league, right? So, but that's based upon the talent that he's going against. And let's just be honest, college kids are not going against NFL caliber talent. I don't care what conference you're in, you're not going against NFLers every weekend. And we'll deep dive into that also. So um, a 66.45 is, is is his NCN college. Now his, his NCN for the NFL extrapolates to a 60.34. And that is in the range of a 60.34, a guy who had similar numbers, Cortland Sutton from Denver uh, had a 60.64 this year, ranked him seventh in the league. Uh, Mike Evans from Tampa Bay had a 60.38, ranked him number eight. Kenny Galladay from Detroit had a 60.31. So those are kind of like the caliber of players. So that that will fall between seven and seven and, and 11, right? So you have, let's see, 11 is uh, Miami's wide receiver, Devontae Parker, 
10 is Stefan Diggs. Uh, Kenny Galladay from Detroit is number nine. Mike Evans is number eight. Number seven is Cortland Sutton. So those players right there, those, those, you know, like five or six players right there are the ones that he kind of racks and stacks with when it comes to the NFL level. But let's keep it real. Let's just take the NFL number out of it because on a day to day, on a week to week basis, I don't care what conference you're in, you're not going against NFLers. These guys are still in college. They're still college players. They are not NFL players. I don't care what conference you're in. Now, let's look at, uh, CD Lamb. CD Lamb uh, had an amazing. It was off the charts. Great. Um, his NCN college uh, is eighty point six four, which his NCN for the NFL would have um, extrapolated to a seventy seven point three, um, which would have been the number one in the league. But take out the NFL numbers. Let's look at just the college numbers. So his Nino's corner number for college was at eighty point six three. Jerry Judy's was a 66.45. Now, I know you guys are like, well, that can't be so. The talent is so much weaker in the Big 12 on the defensive side of the ball. The SEC has the best defense, yada, 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 yada. Yeah, I understand that, but let's but let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100, all right? Jared Judy had Tua Tagovailoa throwing him the ball for the majority of the season, and then when he got hurt, he had the backup come in, all right? Um, CeeDee Lamb had Hurts thrown in the ball. So he was Bama's second stringer. And Bama, you guys know, the all the Bama fans, which my wife, you know, like she's from Alabama. She's from Greene County, Alabama. All my in-laws are Alabama. They're Roll Tide fans. And we get into discussions about this all the time. We have a great conversation about this. Now, Alabama fans, you guys know, Tua is light years better than Jalen when it comes to throwing the ball. It is what it is, right? We all know that. Also, let's keep it 100. Jerry Judy was on an all-star team, right? He was on an all-star team. So his numbers are a little lower because he's on an all-star team. He didn't even lead this team in receptions or – no, well, I'm sorry. He, he led the team in receptions but not in receiving yards. Devontae Smith led in receiving yards, and he had a higher average per catch – and he had more touchdowns. And, he, you know, so he didn't come out for the draft this year, which I think he should have. Henry Ruggs was our third best receiver. So, you know, all three of those guys were taking catches away from each other. But when you have an all-star cast of receivers like that, you just can't double one guy. You can't double a Jerry Judy because you got Devontae Smith out there. You can't double a Jerry Judy because you have a Henry Ruggs out there. And now let's go look at Oklahoma's receivers. You got CeeDee Lamb, and the next guy is Charleston Rambo, and he was 600, nearly 600 yards less Yardage total than CD Lamb. CD Lamb was their number one option. So everybody knew where the ball was going. There were double teams on him almost every play. You know, that was Jalen's safe goat. And not only was he his 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 safety net, uh Oklahoma lost their tight end early in the season. So he was a great player that he didn't play at all. He didn't play at all because he got hurt. So you had a guy like CeeDee Lamb who's pretty much carrying a team on his back. 62 touch, I'm sorry, 62 receptions, 1,327 yards. He averaged 21 yards a catch. Jerry Judy averaged, I don't know, 11. Now he averaged 15.1 yards a catch. Okay? I know everybody's going to say different conferences, different conferences, but let's keep it honest. CeeDee Lamb had a, a harder matchup every night. When I mean a harder matchup every night, he was getting the best guy 24-7 and sometimes, not sometimes, some all the time, two people on him. 
two people on him. Now, let's break this down a little bit more. I'm not saying C.D. Lamb's better than Jerry Judy. If I'm a GM, I don't know who I'm going to pick. If I'm a GM, I was I, I would be hoping that uh, Chase from LSU would be available to be drafted because I think he's the best wide receiver in college football last year. And it showed because he he won the award last year um, as the best uh, actual wideout in a, in a college ball last year. And I think he's just the overall best wide receiver in the league. I mean, it, yeah, in college football. But who would you pick? I like Judy a lot. I think Judy is amazing. Um, once he catches the ball, he's amazing at getting yards after catch. But so is CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb's a little bit more shiftier. Judy can run some amazing routes, which I think that's going to help him a lot. I think that's kind of probably separate him in the league when he gets in there. His route running is 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 impeccable. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb's route running is not bad at all. And let's keep it let's keep it hundred. CeeDee Lamb is a big, rangy receiver, six two, hundred ninety pounds or so. Um, a hell of a season this year, thirteen hundred yards. I know it's in the wide open Big Twelve, but last year, last year he he was the second. He was the second best. He was the second best wide receiver on the team last year, and that second best wide receiver uh, was only to uh, Hollywood Brown. So we all know that Hollywood Brown is now playing on Sundays for the Baltimore Ravens, and he is having he had a monster season prior to getting hurt. Um, but CD still put up a bunch of yards on in an Oklahoma offense, sitting behind. I'm not sitting behind, but starting next to the uh, first-round draft pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, I know people want to say, well, Jerry Judy had tougher competition. Yes, he did. I will definitely say that. He had tougher competition. But really, did he? Because let's go take a look at this Alabama schedule. And I know my in-laws are going to kick my butt when I when I talk about this schedule, but Jerry Judy had three games in the, in the regular season. I'm sorry, four games where he had over 100 yards receiving. And those four games were against Duke, New Mexico State. Uh, who else? Arkansas. Might be the worst team in the SEC. And Mississippi State. Okay? Now, the remaining games, the remaining eight games on the schedule, he did not break 100 yards. He got close against Southern Miss. He got close. Um, but that's Southern Miss. Um, and the games where it, where it counted, where I think Alabama needed them, uh, were against the LSUs, the Auburns. I think those are the only two tough games they had this year on the schedule. Let's, let's keep it 100. LSU and Auburn. Uh, Alabama's schedule is not that tough this year, guys. Let's be honest. Duke, New Mexico State, South Carolina, not good. Southern Miss, they're not good. Mississippi wasn't good this year. Texas A&M, they weren't good this year. Tennessee wasn't good this year. Arkansas wasn't good this year, guys. Come on now. LSU, champion, awesome. Mississippi State, eh, they were all right. Uh, who's WCU? Is that Western? It's the warm-up game they played before Auburn. They weren't good. And then you had Auburn. So they had Auburn and LSU were probably the, t- the two toughest games that they had this year. And they're the games that you need your playmakers to step up and make plays. And that 
Well, it's not the case for CD. I'm sorry, not not for CD Lamb, but for Jerry Judy against LSU, five catches, 71 yards. Against Auburn, five catches, 26 yards. Now, this is the toughest competition that he had to play this year. Let's name these other teams again. Duke, New Mexico State, South Carolina. South Carolina does have a nice uh, DB. I forgot his name, but uh, big, tall, rangy guy. But he's not that fast, though. But like I said, Alabama has three guys that are going to be first-round draft picks. You're single-covered, guys. You're single-covered. Southern Miss, Mississippi, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas. Those are cakewalks, okay? LSU was not a cakewalk. Five catches, 71 yards. Mississippi, you know, so Mississippi State, they won the game. They should have. Hit 114 yards against Mississippi State. WCU, I don't know who they are. Western, Central, I don't know. But then they had Auburn, right? Auburn's five catches for 26 yards. So let's go take a look at C.D. Lamb's numbers, guys. And I know, I know people are going to say weaker competition, and it was weaker competition. We're not going to even play with that. It is what it is. But you can't knock the fact that this guy averaged 21 yards a catch. 21 yards a catch, guys. That's an explosive play of catch in the NFL. Every every catch he caught was an explosive play. So he's a very shifty guy, very rangy guy. And before we start talking about, yeah, Judy didn't get the ball enough because he's an all-star team, let's go take a look at the LSU roster. They got an all-star trio of wide receivers also, and they got a tight end who's going to get drafted probably in the first three rounds this year. So they got a – See, Justin Jefferson, he had 1,540 yards this year and 111 receptions. Averaged 14 yards a catch and 18 touchdowns. And guess what? He was the second best receiver on his team because the best receiver in that on that team this year is Jamar Chase. 84 receptions, 1,780 yards and 21 yards a catch, 20 touchdowns. And then they had this guy from Shreveport, Bolgia area. His name is uh, Terrace Marshall Jr., um, you know, guys, I'm from Shreveport, so I love to shout out people from Shreveport, Bozier area. Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, 46 catches, 671 yards, 15 yards a catch, and 13 touchdowns. And then, oh, yeah, they got this guy named Thaddeus Moss, who uh, is the son of the of the Moss, Randy Moss, who caught another 47 balls for 570 yards. And then your running back caught a lot of balls, 55 for, for 453 yards. You see – LSU had a trio of, of wide receiver talent, too, but they all still were able to put up numbers. And so that's my only problem I have when it comes to the Jerry Judy um, comp with other teams is that, yes, he had a lot of talent on his team, so the ball wasn't going to get spread around enough. But so did LSU. They had a ton of talent on that team, too. They got the body there, guys. And let's be honest, before this year started, if I'd have told you Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa, who would you take? Ten out of ten, you guys took Tua Tagovailoa because Joe Burrow came out of nowhere this year. So let's think about that for a minute, guys. If you're a GM, who do you pick? I'm still undecided. Uh, I like Jerry Judy because he runs amazing routes. I think he is a very physical and strong player. I think after the catch, he's 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 really amazing. Uh, but so is Jerry. I mean, but so is CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is very shifty. He's a lot stronger than what people want to give him credit for. And I think he fits the model of what the league is going towards. But I also think Jerry Judy is going to be amazing in, in a spread, a true spread offense that the league is trending towards. So 
hey guys, you can't go wrong in 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 either pick. You can't go wrong with either pick at all. So I don't know, man. You just got to pick one, and you got to roll the dice and pick one, man. Roll the dice and pick one. If you want speed, uh, if you want speed and you want shiftiness, and man, you go with a guy like C.D. Lamb. And but I think with the route running and, and the route tree that Jerry Judy has, he'd be hard to pass up if you had both of them on the field. Um, you know, so well, he'd be hard to pass up if both of them were still on the board and it was your pick, because you don't have to be the fastest guy. Uh, to to stay in the league. Jerry Rice wasn't fast, but he didn't get caught much. T.O. wasn't no burner. He didn't get caught much. Irvin wasn't fast. He didn't get caught much. There are a lot of fast guys that were in the league that didn't make it. But both guys are special talents. I don't think you can go wrong with either. So uh, on that note, guys, Nino's Corner, I'm out in here. We're going to go to a small commercial break. All right, guys, and we're back, man. So we just talked about CeeDee Lamb and, and Jerry Judy. If you're a GM and both run the board, who would you pick? Now, like I said, you, you can't go wrong with either one. But let's go for a sleeper pick. You guys know I went to the University of Texas, so I am a Texas Longhorn to the day I die. Uh, bleed orange, cry white. This is what I do. So a sleeper pick that I want to talk about is my man Devin DuVernay. Devin DuVernay, uh man, I think he's a sleeper pick that's going to get picked on that probably the third round, and it's going to be he's probably third or fourth round. But I think he, in the right scheme and the right team, he's going to be amazing. Devin Duvernay, guys, my NCN, my Nino's corner number for him seventy seven point eight four uh, for the college side of the house, and on the NFL side of the house seventy point zero seven, which suggests that. Uh, there's not really a, a significant drop off in the explosive play uh, count and percentage because the college um, plays when it comes to explosive plays, that counts 15 yards or more and the NFL is 20 yards or more. So when your NCN drops off, so, you know, like significantly, that usually tells you that your guy is not as explosive as, as we think he is, or he won't be that explosive in the NFL. Um, so his numbers actually stay pretty consistent, uh, like a seven and a half point dip, uh, which shows that it's it's not that far. I feel from 77.8 to a 70 when it goes from college to NFL. Now, let's look at Devin DuVernay's stats, guys. 120 targets, 103 catches for 1,294 yards, average about 12 and a half yards a catch, eight touchdowns. Um, but the beauty about him is he's a smaller guy, about 5'11", uh, but thick guy, about 200 and five, 210 pounds. He's a running back when he gets the ball in his hands. He's freaking amazing. I heard the kid squat six, 700 pounds, so his legs are very strong. Um, I think he only had one drop this whole year, maybe two drops the whole year, and I think that's two drops over the past two years total. He doesn't drop many balls at all. He has a catch percentage of uh, 86% this past year, so 86% of the time the ball comes his way, he's going to catch it. Um. Uh, so he's just an amazing player, guys. Uh, yards per target are very close to his yards per catches, which is what you want because you want a guy to be able to catch uh, as many balls targeting him as possible. And so when that number drops off, if it drops off drastically, that lets you know that he's getting thrown the ball a lot. He's just not catching it. So it could either be him or the quarterback. But he had a pretty – he had a – not a pretty good year. He had a great year. Uh, what is very surprising when it comes to uh, – uh, Devin Duvernay is his yards after catch. 
out of those 1,200 and what is it, 1,294 yards receiving, 465 of them were yards after catch. So yak, he had a yak of 465 yards. And his best games when it comes to yak, that LSU game, he had 86 yards after the catch. Now people want to talk about, you know, the Big 12 isn't stacked with a bunch of talent at the DB position. You know what, guys? Maybe not. It's, it is the truth. But let's let's keep 100. LSU is a loaded team. And Devin Duvernay basically had a highlight reel against that LSU secondary. They couldn't stop him. And they knew they couldn't stop him. Ask Grant Delp, but he tried to tackle him, and Duve just pretty much ran over him. It wasn't even the contest. He's a strong guy. You know, he's a very strong guy. And out of the 12 games that he played this year in the regular season, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them were for over 100 yards. Okay. And one of those seven games was LSU. He had 154 yards. Okay. Then he goes to Oklahoma State, which they had a really good team this year, too, 108 yards. Then OU, he didn't have the best game against OU, which I was pretty surprised, 54 yards. But then he uh, 173 against TCU, uh, K-State, which always feels a pretty salty defense, 110 yards. Iowa State, 107 yards. And then against Texas Tech, almost 200 yards, 199 yards. We averaged like 33 yards a catch. So, you know, we can say what we want to about not the best talent in the Big 12. Sure, maybe. But I know against LSU, he was beast mode against that team. And nobody wants to say anything about that. Nobody wants to say anything about the LSU game. The kid balled out, and not only did he have 154 yards, he had two touchdowns that game too. Um, four plays of over 15 yards or more and one of over 20 yards or more. So, uh, yeah, Devin Duvernay is going to be my steal of the draft, guys. I think he's going to be the perfect slot for a bunch of teams. I would love to see my Cowboys get him. We need a slot. But Devin Duvernay is going to be one of the guys that's going to go to a team like the Patriots and just shine. Or he's going to go to a team like Arizona. And they're going to put him in a slot and say work. And then they're going to have Kyler and uh, 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 Hopkins on one side and Fitzgerald and Devin Duvernay in the slot. And, and they're going to go, you know, they're going to say, go shine. And he's going to shine. I think it's a bunch of teams he can fit into. And I can't wait to see where this guy's career ends up at because I am a, a lifetime Longhorn. Um, you know, I'm a graduate of this great institution and a universe. And I say hook them all day long. But, uh, Devin Duvernay, man, I cannot wait to see you play on Sundays, man. It's going to be a pleasure watching you play. Um, so I think he's going to definitely be a still the draft. Uh, so we'll see what happens, guys. But on, the, but on that note, guys, we're going to end this podcast tonight, man. You guys know what I always say. I, in all my podcasts, in the do you message, D-O-U. D stands for don't be afraid to fail. O stands for outgrow your environment. U stands for understand your brilliance, man. So on that note, somebody tells you that you can't do something, you look them in the eye and say, Hey, go do you, and then go home, look yourself in the mirror, and say, do you. And on that note, guys, I salute you guys for listening. Thanks for liking this podcast, subscribing, and commenting, and I'm going to salute you guys. Do you. Nino's Corner, out.